Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of the Beauty Podcast. I am your host, Emma G, and I am talking to Jo Touchner-Sharp, the woman behind the fantastic brand Scamp and Dude, which launched in November 2016 and is already one of the most exciting and one of the most written about children's wear brands around. It's because it has an incredible story, and I will not take that incredible storytelling away from Jo, um, but she does explain all about it in this episode. I've known Jo for well over 10 years and if you are a regular listener to this show you'll know that I'm often looking for sources of inspiration and talk about the various podcasts I listen to and sometimes the greatest people are under your noses. I recorded this chat with Joe a few weeks ago, I am recording this mere moments before I hit publish on iTunes, I mean I'm seriously like 15 minutes before I plan to have this live and so I've had a little while to percolate on our conversation and um She's, she's pretty amazing and I, I couldn't get my head around how she had made this happen without giving away too much. She had surgery in January 2016, registered a company name in March 2016 and went live with her products in November 2016 and it just seems incredible. It's just such an incredible you know, how to go from an idea to this real hugely successful brand already. Um, I couldn't quite get my head around it. And the person who really helped me understand is as we finished recording, Joe's husband walked into the room and I was saying just this to him. And he said, the thing with Joe is she doesn't see barriers or boundaries. She doesn't see obstacles in her way. And that in itself is something to ponder. So all of the links to everything that Joe talks about, the charity she's worked with, her brand, which is also exclusive in Liberty, um, all of those are in the show notes and all of her social media handles because I'm sure as soon as you listen to this you are going to want to be following her and the brand very very closely but for now I'm very honoured to be bringing you my conversation with Joe Touchner Sharp Here I am with the fabulous Joe Touchner Sharp, who is the founder of Scamp and Dude. Um, previously, you were the founder and managing director of a PR agency, is that the right word? Yes. For Beauty Scene. Uh, but I've known you for 14 years. Possibly longer. Possibly longer. <laughs> um, because we, uh, in my job as a magazine editor, you were somebody who I would see and speak to a lot um, in the time that I've known you, you worked on huge amount of brands, huge brands, household names, and now you're creating your own because Scamp and Dude is a brand new business. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much <laughs> for having me. Um, we we have to talk about Scamp and Dude right off the bat because we've just navigated our way over the boxes of deliveries. Yes, my house has become a bit of a uh, clutter fest at the moment. I would call it a warehouse. A, yeah. Well, the clutter fest sounds like, but this is like a business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, big business. we have boxes everywhere and um, waiting for deliveries, need more boxes coming every day. It's kind of mayhem. And how long has Scamp and Dude been going now? 
So I came up with the idea in January of this year. That's I, re- cool. I know. <laughs> I registered the company. We saw it. We we were looking at our papers, and um, I re- didn't register the company till March this year, and then we launched in November. So that is pretty fast. Going. That is really yeah. fast. You just didn't see any point in waiting around. No, I didn't, and I think because I'd been poorly, I'd been so bored of being poorly and not being able to do anything that as soon as I felt a bit better Mm. I was bulldozing ahead and just cracking on with it so so for the people who don't know um Joe was recently in a massive feature in the Saturday Times um which I read at the kitchen table and then passed to both parents that you have to read this this is my friend Joe (laughs) um when you reference being poorly Mm. the poorly part is the genesis really of the brand scamp and do but let's just talk about the poorly bit because that's quite freaking serious Yes. So in October last year, so October 2015, I had a brain hemorrhage and then found out I had a blood tumour, which had to be removed. So I had to have brain surgery in January of this year. Cripes. So 10 months ago. And yet here you are, bright as a daisy in front of me. Yeah, I'm fine now. Just get migraines now and um, my stamina's not quite what it was, but pretty good. Um... And Scamp and Dude came out of that. We'll obviously dig into that because there are some other questions related that I really want to um, quiz you on. But Scamp and Dude came out of that because you had to be away from your children. Yes, so when I... Well, as soon as I'd had the brain hemorrhage, obviously you have a lot of dark thoughts and I knew I had this blood tumour that could have hemorrhaged again at any point. So you're in a state of worry I suppose until I had that and also coming up to the surgery facing the surgery you have a lot of anxiety then and worry about what if it doesn't work and you think about the children being without you and you go to some horrible places but it was when I was in hospital and had to be away from them for 10 days I'm never away from my kids like (laughs) I might go away for a night Mm. but that's quite a big deal um so 10 days was really 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 hard and I was in hospital just thinking I wish there was something I could have done to make them feel better. I mean, I'd done all I could. Like, my eldest son went to stay with his cousin, with my sister, so he had a great time. He's best friends with her son. So he was... We didn't tell him I was going to hospital. We just said, you're going on an adventure. You're going to go and stay with Jasper for a week. And he was How like, old were okay. the bubs at this point? He was three. Wow, OK. And Jude was one, so he didn't understand what was mm. going on. And my mum and dad came down, looked after him, shared it with, with um, Rob. And so they were they were young enough that it was... It, it was easier than if they had been a little bit older. But in hospital, I was thinking, I just wish there was something I could have given them or something I could have done that would just give them that little bit more security and make them think I was with them. Mm. And that's where the idea of the brand came. So the first thing I thought of was our superhero sleep buddies, which are they're shaped cushions, but they're basically like comforters. Mm. So they're like toys that sit on the bed and they're superheroes, so the super dino and the super bunny. And they sit on the bed protecting kids while they sleep. So you can say to your child, like, you've, got, you've got your superhero sleep buddy here. You don't need to worry. Mm. You're completely fine. He's protecting you. And it just gives them that extra bit of confidence. And on the back, there's a little pocket where you can put a photograph of whoever you want to keep close. Mm. So for me, I could have had a picture of me in the back yeah. when I was away from them for 10 days and gone, right, mummy's watching you. Here I am. I'm looking out for you. But it's also great for parents travelling with work. So... That used to be a struggle for me if I had to go away mm. with work and leave the kids. Um, and also great for sleepovers or even a first day at nursery. They can take the sleep mm. buddy with them and put the photo in the back. And then that started me thinking about um, the whole the whole separation anxiety thing and how that affects children. Not just at night. I mean, at night's the worst. Um, even when you're in the next room to them, they can struggle going to bed mm. because they just want you right next to them but going to school going to nursery anytime so that's where the idea of the clothing came along so our clothing collection is all superhero inspired so we've had a leopard print created where there are lightning bolts in it so it's a super power infused leopard Mm. print which is one of my favorites so we've got the leopard prints we've got various superhero characters we've got super bunny super dino we've got a cat mask cat superhero mask um and we have got some lightning bolts so a range of different designs but they've all got this little embroidered neon pink lightning bolt on the sleeve 
which is superpower buttons. So whenever oh. the children feel a little bit kind of I'm feeling a little bit anxious about where's my parents or where is, <laughs> they can press it and give themselves a burst of superpower. So it's just it's like a little confidence oh, button. I they love can go that. and the adults ones have got one too, so we can actually have a little burst of superpower when we need it to. And on the back of the plain sweatshirts and t-shirts, it says, a superhero has my back. And it's also got, on every top, it's got it running along the inner neck. So just reminding them that Mm. someone's watching over them at all times. If they can't see their parents, someone is watching over them. And they've got a superhero just keeping them safe. And in the women's sweatshirts, I've got two women's sweatshirts, a coral and a navy leopard. And running in the neckline of there, it says, someone's superhero. Because Hmm. women are all someone's superhero. It's not just if you've got kids. It's usually your sisters or your mums or your friends. We're all superheroes to somebody. Mm. We're always looking out for everyone, aren't we? Oh, that's lovely. I I mean, obviously we're friends on Facebook. So as soon as the site went live, I went straight over there. And it's just such a nice collection. Like, I wish I had all the children so that I could just clothe (laughs) them in scamp and dude. Um, did it literally formulate as a nugget right then and there in, in hospital? Well, in hospital was the um, the sleep buddies. Mm. So I was there thinking about what I could do. And it, it reminded me of when I was five, I was in hospital and my mum wasn't allowed to stay over with me. And I found it horribly traumatic. Like the way, I, me- I still remember it vividly to this mm. day. And I remember waking up the next day, my mum and dad not being there and a nurse brushing my hair. And I remember looking up at her and thinking... Okay, you're my new mummy now. Okay, and thinking, okay, just that's okay. I'm just gonna have to deal with this. And thinking, my mum had gone, and that was it. I'd been left. And then, obviously, mum and dad came in when it was visiting time, and I was like, oh my god, they came back for me. But that totally stayed with me. Of course, yeah. And I started having anxiety issues after that. I couldn't sleep, and mm. um, I'd wet the bed. And mum just said I was very. I kind of changed. I was mm. a little bit different. So she took me to see a hip, hypnotherapist. And they said to me when, when I was under, they said, okay, your mummy is going to put a chair next to your bed and the Snow Queen is going to sit on that bed and she is going to protect you. She's going to watch over you while you sleep. She's going to protect you. She's not going to let anyone take you away because I used to have these dreams I was being kidnapped and I just always thought I was going to be taken away from my mum and dad again. Mm. And so she, and that's all it took. And basically, mum just said, it just transformed me. I stopped wetting the bed I was completely fine again because someone had told me someone was looking after me. Right. And that was the thinking was children need just sometimes you just they just need to be told yeah. this imaginary thing is going to keep you safe and look after you. And they're like, OK, so that was the thinking behind the sleep bed. It's even though it's basically a cushion, yeah. the shaped cushion. So I was going to say <laughs> <laughs> um, it's to a child that is something that is going to keep them safe and protect it. Mm. It's like a cuddly toy, but that has superpowers. So Sonny, for example, he has the dinosaur um, superhero sleep buddy. And he, the other night he came down, we were eating our dinner. He came down. I was like, oh, Sonny, what's the matter? You know, he said, my superhero sleep buddy has gone, mummy. You need to come and look after me. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Went upstairs and it slipped down the side of the bed. So I was like, he's just here. Look, here he is. You're okay now. Oh, yeah, I'm okay now. And he rolled over, and that was it. He went to sleep, and that actually gave me massive goosebumps because I was like, "It's working!" Oh. It's um, yeah. There were a few little moments like that. How funny that an uh, um, an idea or, or such a profound experience, age five, mm. has now become the business. Yeah, and all the boxes of your products are in your hallway. Like, isn't that <laughs> yeah. amazing? Yeah, I think I think when something's a real life experience and comes really comes from the heart, it's kind of it means more like it means more to me but from the reaction I've got from customers since I've launched Mm. it's I seem to have kind of hit a nerve where people people hate leaving their kids they Mm. hate it's the guilt you feel when you leave your kids but it's also the little look on their face and the thought of being able to give them their little superhero that can Mm. look after them whether it's through the clothing or whether it's through the sleep buddies seems to be seems to kind of work yeah and I've also created these wall stickers. So I've got the two main superhero characters, the Super Bunny and Super Dino. And they are wall stickers that are kiss-catching wall stickers. So if you have to travel with work or hopefully not many people have to go into hospital, if you do have to be away from your children, um, 
you smother it with kisses for however many nights you're going to be away. And when your children miss you, they can go and collect them. Mm. So I had to go and visit some factories. <coughs> and uh, before I went, so I said to the boys, right, I'm going to kiss these. For every night I'm going to be away, I'm going to kiss the wall stickers. These are kiss-catching wall stickers. They're going to save them for you. And every night you can come and collect it when you miss mummy or when you go to bed. And that was just kind of an idea mm. I had as a way of making them feel better when I was going. Yeah. And it worked. Mm. And Rob was sending me pictures of the boys kissing the stickers at night saying this has really worked. So that's why I turned them into kiss-catching wall stickers. So initially I was just going to do small stickers. Mm. But the fact that that really worked when I was away, I thought, great, well, maybe I'll give this idea to other people to say this might help you feel less mm. guilty about leaving your children but also make your children feel more secure when you're not there that they can still get your kiss at night and see Isn't that lovely i feel like a scamp and do wallpaper is in the office <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want a, a a coral leopard print with lightning bolts feature wall that just be putting it cool. out there yeah just putting it out there <laughs> um do you feel like this is the brand because i sort of half knew you told me the story about when you were little before, but do you feel like this is the brand that you were always destined to create? I, or I've been thinking quite a lot recently about you know, going through something that I've been through does make you think about life a lot more and think about everything. It makes It's funny, I was saying to someone the other day that I, I burn my candles now. You'll see candles are lit everywhere. I never used to burn my candles. Mm. I used to save my candles. And saving for best. I never used to use my... Joe Malone bath oil I never used to like mm. all my best things I never used to use them now I use everything mm. and it might seem really indulgent but I feel like you've just got to live your life you've got to take risks you've got to enjoy it you've got to make yeah. the most of it you really don't know what's around the corner and I think that that moment for me when I knew that I had a problem everything it was like polarizing it was just like oh my goodness I don't mm. know what's going to happen and it's yeah terrifying so now I very much look at things of just go for it just live just have adventures enjoy your life spend time with the people that are the most important to you Mm. and it it does change things and it's a way of accepting what I've gone through as well to think of scamp and dude as being what I was meant to do and Mm. what I should have done and it does link into so many different parts of my life and I do feel like it was something I was meant to do um but it's also nice to think that because it feels like what I went through was almost worth it. If I can say that, that's an odd thing to say, but, you know. Yeah, if it gets you here. Yeah. And not to be diminished at all is the fact that you've started this company it's, and you're doing it really quickly. Like you say, you registered the name in March, came mm. up with the idea in January and it's now November and products are already being shipped. Um but you set up businesses long before this in mm. a different industry, albeit more beauty. Um, there's obviously crossover in, yeah. in the world. Um, and that's what you did for a long, long time. And you were always in that field, one of the sort of guiding lights. You were, an, you were sort of an early adopter. You'd, even then, you'd have an idea to do something and you'd follow it through. Mm. Um, how has that? How has the previous sort of fifteen, twenty years informed what you're doing now? Well, I think having a PR background is massively helpful, um, but also I think the more senior a PR you are, and having set up a company before, um, it's not just about PR; it's about a brand. And my role was often about protecting a brand and helping a brand move forward and grow Mm. and so it it wasn't really just PR so when it comes to setting up a brand I I knew how to set up a brand as in what's the most important things you've got to think of what makes a great brand what's Mm. how to create a great brand all the different things you've got to think of so that I'd had the grounding for that Um, also how to tell the stories and how to market um, a brand obviously Mm. came very naturally to me it was things like production, which I hadn't worked in production before. Um, all the legal side of it, the testing, the, I mean, working with factories, <laughs> nightmare, to be fair. Um, and so there's been a huge, huge amount of learning. I, I, I think I've come from an industry where, and I worked in fashion PR before I worked into beauty PR. So I'd worked London Fashion Week every season mm. for 19 years or 
Um, I'd worked with a lot of designers. I worked with Tom Ford when I was at Essay Lauder. I um, launched his cosmetic brand. Um, worked with Matthew Williamson, Dolce & Gabbana, all sorts of fashion designers. So the fashion world wasn't alien mm. to me. Um, so I've been lucky because I've, ha- I've had that experience as well. So I guess, yeah, my, back- my, my background definitely has helped mm. with being able to create this. It's where... just massively... Um, I think when you've been through something like that, one of my first reactions would be to think that you'd just sort of like quietly work your way back into the world and sort of figure out your pace very slowly but quite the opposite <laughs> you've gone like I know what I'm like when I come back from the flu I'm like well I'll just take it easy for a day yeah just to get myself back into the real world but not you you've just right I'm going to start up a brand yeah well I think because I had left my um old PR agency and had a bit of time where I was on maternity leave and then after I'd left my old PR, PR agency, I was talking about doing various projects and then had the brain hemorrhage. So when I had the brain hemorrhage, I was so hungry to start my new business mm. and then I was too poorly to do anything. So from October, November, December, I was really too poorly to be even thinking about mm. what I was going to do next. But I was very bored of being poorly. I think some people kind of well I'm not very good at being poorly because I'm quite impatient and I'm very mm. lively and I'm very I like to be doing things I don't like to be not able to get on with things mm. and I really wanted to create my new business I'm a a business person I'm not someone who likes to not have something that I'm doing yeah, yeah. so by the time I had the surgery I was really ready to get started with something and yes I had to recover and obviously mm. I had this huge cut down my side of my head I had 18 um, metal staples down my head it was all shaved down this side um I found it quite hard work to do anything physical but my mind was working Mm. so I was able even though I wasn't able to walk very far my mind was going it was thinking it was coming up with these ideas and and more than it more than the kind of oh I want to I want to set up a new business it was more a kind of oh my goodness, this is so hideously hard being poorly and away from your kids. And I, I was thinking about how many people out there do have to be separated from their kids when they don't want it to be mm. and how hard that is. And also I was thinking, oh my God, single parents, how do they cope? Because I've got an amazing husband. I've got an amazing... My parents came down and stayed for a month whilst I had the operation and was recovering after. And if I didn't have that, what on earth would I have done? Mm. I kept. I remember being in hospital and kept saying to my mum what happens to single parents? What happens? And I was really getting quite anxious about it. So saying, what happens to those children? I need to know mm. what happens to those children of single parents because what, how do they, how do they do this? And mum had said, well, they are probably going to care because there wouldn't be anyone. And I was just broke down. I was just like, I can't bear this. All those poor parents who are poorly and they're in hospital and it's bad enough. You miss your children so much. You don't know if you're going to be okay. You don't know what your future looks like. And then your children are in care because you haven't got anyone to look after them. Mm. That is so hideous. I couldn't I couldn't bear the thought of it for all those poor the kids and the parents. It was just so heartbreaking. So I just I was just there thinking, I've got to do something to help. And at one point I was thinking, I'm gonna set up a charity that can help those parents, single mm. parents or just parents that need that extra support that almost to try and be the go-between between the kids and the parents to make sure they know that they're fine in this mm. video and, and the, that didn't... I couldn't logistically make that happen charity-wise. So then I was looking for charities that I could work with and help. And I found one called Don't Forget the Kids. And they're a brilliant charity set up by a lady who had cancer herself. She was a single mum. She had cancer herself and she had exactly the same thoughts I was that mm. I was having. And she thought, I need to do something to help kids because it's so hard on the kids when a parent's seriously ill... I mean, I was lucky mine was so small, so they couldn't really think about what could have happened. Yeah. They were oblivious to the fact that I could not have been around. Like, they they don't even know that could have been mm. an option. Um, but, so she, don't forget the kids, basically supports children whose parents have either died or they have cancer. And she does all sorts of workshops and loads of emotional support and fun for these kids. And it's brilliant. And there's another charity called Grief Encounter who work with children who have lost a parent. So they're the two charities that we're working with that for every sleep buddy, superhero sleep buddy sold, one gets donated to a child that they're working with. 
we're also donating to children at London's leading children's hospital. Okay. Because um, basically the children that are in intensive care, their parents can't sleep over. So the hospital has said the sleep, superhero sleep buddies would work very well for them because they encourage photographs and photographs of siblings and parents and that would be really helpful. So we're donating to everyone who's in well we'll start with everyone who's in intensive care and then hopefully we'll sell enough that all the children at the hospital can have them as well and we'll just want to try and give out the superhero sleep buddies to as many children who are vulnerable and for having a bit of a hard time as possible um talk to, i really want to talk to you about stress because in that um feature that you were in in the times that was one of the things that the doctor said to you at the time is that yeah. you had always had this and please tell me the name of it again it's called a cavernoma and it's a, it's basically a blood tumor mm-hmm. so you could have one of these things and never know you had it because if they don't hemorrhage then they're not a problem mm-hmm. um but if they hemorrhage for whatever reason it might be then they are an issue because they will hemorrhage again. So you need it taking out. And the thing that got me in that interview is that with both of your children, you had had to have caesarean yeah. because of whatever issues that had gone on. And the doctor said, had you gone through natural labour, it could have hemorrhage yeah. then. Yeah, and it would have been a mass hemorrhage, yeah. I think. Because mine, mine hemorrhaged because of stress and that so therefore it was a slower hemorrhage Mm. um rather than a mass hemorrhage that a pressure of childbirth would have given me so i was kind of obviously i wasn't lucky to have a hemorrhage um but i am lucky that yeah it wasn't a mass hemorrhage but yeah it must be quite stressful running a business so how are you how are you finding your balance at the moment well at the moment not i think even like a month ago i'd found the balance and it was all kind of it was good um, whereas now this, I'm in the middle of launch phase. Like we've literally launched on Saturday, so I'm in the eye of the storm. I'm in. It's a bit of a nightmare, and I'm not managing it massively. So well. thank you very much for having me in <laughs> yeah. the middle of the eye of the storm. Yeah, I mean it's things that you can't plan for. Like two boxes got stolen on the way here, so I'm missing some of the sizes of some of my clothes. Um, the women's sweatshirts, which have sold out in some of the sizes already. Um, they're delayed so all the people (laughs) that have bought them I'm having to contact them all and there is a lot Mm. to say I'm really sorry they're now not arriving till Monday I will ship them out then sleep buddies again they are delayed all these things you have it's a learning when you're learning working with production but you're you give a date you're told that things will come to you on that date Mm. so you walk to work towards that your site goes up you sell them and then the factory says oh no they won't arrive until this date you're like what oh it's kind of uh it's not what I knew how the way I'm used to working I'm used to going right this is a date and then I get it to someone on that date never have I worked with things before where you just go no no it's going to be a week yeah and five five days ago something exciting happened um because scamper dude can be found in which massive London shopping landmark gorgeous liberty that was amazing that was a really amazing morning so I launched the website on the 5th of November um, for pre-orders and that was one big, big part of this for us because it was amazing to see the support. The, we were just, I think we sold out of some of the products within three or four days, which was just mind-blowing and seeing all these orders coming in was just like, oh my goodness. And I didn't have the stock, so I couldn't actually pack them. So you weren't in the, oh my goodness, I've got to pack mm. all these things up. It was just watching it going oh my goodness, like people believe in what I'm doing and this is, people like the designs yeah. and that was an amazing moment. And then launching into Liberties on the 19th, that was also amazing. I was going in on the bus <laughs> thinking, Rob was at home with my kids and my sister and I was going in the bus just thinking, oh, this is a moment, this is a oh massive moment. Walking in and I remember walking into the store and seeing the buyer, Sarah, just kind of putting the finishing touches to the stand. Oh, doorbell. Pause. So, yes, Postman's just been. So, yes. going into Liberty. On so, the bus, by the way. Not not just thinking, maybe today I'll, I'll splurge and get an Uber. I quite like going in the bus. Because <laughs> I used to go in Does it make it feel office. like a movie montage? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm so not a princess. Um, <laughs> I used to go in to central London every day for work. So, I used to go... 
on the bus, on the tube, into central London every day. And now I don't because I work from home. I actually quite enjoy getting on the bus yeah. and getting on the tube and <laughs> checking it out, picking up my stylist magazine. So I quite liked it. And so I'm travelling in thinking, oh my God, this is massive. I'm about to see my pose on. And it's because everything's so crazy and everything's been so fast and, and this la- especially these last few weeks where you know, we've had Vogue calling us their favourite kids clothing line we've had let's just put a bit vogue vogue, <laughs> vogue has called you their favorite kids clothing line yeah and they put out an instagram and they were tweeting about us and tweeting about six tweets in a day and they included us in their december issue they did a feature on us online there's just been so much support and oh wgsn did a piece on how um people should take note of our brand that is a how, mm. how to create a brand or so it was all these things I've just been going, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I can't can't actually believe this is all kind of mm. happening. And and then to go in and see it in Liberty was just a moment I will never ever forget. Like my whole my heart was just going, because oh, you can see all that hard work. And I think because it comes from quite a an emotional place of going through something quite hideous, it, mm. it means even more. And seeing it there was just a massive, massive moment. And I stayed for two hours in the store and I was just watching customers come and look and buy and just standing there going, oh my goodness. <laughs> it was it was amazing. Really I don't amazing. know whether one's brain can properly process that. Like it must have taken like that night, even when you went to bed, it was like, did that really happen? I know. It was it was like my launch. I did had a little launch party as well and there was a queue outside to get into my launch party and just seeing all these faces there, people that I just adore. It was mm. a it was a press launch, so it was basically all full of press and bloggers and industry people who just... And it was just packed, and I was just standing there, and I was so overwhelmed that, you know, I'm usually, like, buzzing around the room, mm. chatting to everybody. I was actually a little bit frozen to the spot, <laughs> just looking, going... And you usually can't shut me up, but someone got, got up and made me do a speech, and... I couldn't actually speak, so I was going to cry. So I had to just say, thank you for coming. And I just could feel the tears coming. Mm. I thought, I'm not going to stand up here and cry in front of everyone. <laughs> so that's, that's all I can say. And got down, and it was... It's it's crazy. Because I think you've been in the industry for a long time. Industry meaning you know a lot of journalists. Yeah. But journalists don't give column inches for, for nothing. So... I wouldn't want anyone to listen to this and think that Joe's just just knows the right people. Yeah. You have to have a story and a brand that is of value and has relevance. Yeah. And this is this is what um Sarah Coonan, who's the buyer at uh, Liberty, she said to me because I said, "Oh, I'm so lucky that I've got a lot of support in the industry." And she said, "Don't Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply we have a lot of people here that have a lot of support and they don't get the column inches Mm. people won't write about it if they don't believe in it but I still do get extra extra excited if someone writes like WGSN Mm. I don't didn't know the journalist at all when she wrote her piece so then you go she's really really, you know (laughs) she really likes it um but yeah the support has been great but like I said there's a lot of people writing about it that I don't know which Mm. is really great as well it's validation for the fact that you've had a wonderful idea. Um, are you? Um, where are your orders coming from? Are they all around the world? They are actually. Yeah. I've sent out. We've had some in America. Um, I had one in Romania. Had uh, 
Belgium, um, Canada, all over. Most what? of them, most of them are in the UK, but. It's only a matter of time before you get an order on the website and you look and you're like, mm, Madonna, Chicone, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Matt, you can have one. <laughs> yeah. It'd be amazing if, if you just see, I don't know, I always think that must be quite oh, yeah. thrilling for brands when they see a that. very obvious famous name. Yeah. Oh, text me when it happens. Will do. Um, a lot, I've, I'd like to delve into business a little bit on these podcasts. And you set up a hugely successful agency and you did it all by yourself. And I remember having that breakfast with you that day. Yeah. And you were sort of saying, I can't, it wasn't, the, you couldn't say too much, but you know when things are in the early stages. Yeah. And it sounded terribly exciting, but also just like, well, rather her than me, because it sounds quite daunting. Yeah. I mean, that was, this is kind of similar in a way of when I set up Beauty Scene, it was literally me with a laptop and coming up with mm. the whole concept of the agency. Um, what we stood for, how we were different to all the other agency, where our, what our niche was, what the gap in the market, and all that background research, and literally did not sleep for the first year and a half. And I had a few, you know, I had a couple of members of staff after I took on an assistant straight away, and then I had an account manager after about four months. But for a long time, I was just doing it on my own. Mm. And I look back at that and I think, how actually did I do that? Because I had, they had Cowshed, Ruby and Millie, Paul Lebrecht as clients. Like they're not small brands. Mm. And huge amounts of press coverage needed to be obtained for them all. And it was just me doing it. But mm. also pitching for all the new business and running the company. And yeah, I look back and go, oh my goodness, that was full on. And you organised, or the brainchild, you have to explain to me exactly what it is, but the, the Brits. Yeah, so when I was at Estee Lauder... I took Estee Lauder backstage to the Brits and when basically to pamper the celebrities and just it was just an opportunity for to communicate the Estee Lauder brand to the celebrities backstage at the Brits. And when so I left, like a like a powder touch up and here put this lip gloss yeah. on. That's so basically of... backstage at the Brits, you've got all the dressing rooms and you have space and they are held there on rehearsal days and show day and they're not allowed to go anywhere else and they get really bored backstage. So. The idea was to have something to entertain them. So mm-hmm. for me, for my when Essay Lauder was my my brand, my brand, I owned it clearly. <laughs> um, when I worked for Essay Lauder, it was about being able to communicate all the products one on one with all these celebrities, to be able to gift the celebrities. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing marketing um, tool. So when I left Estee Lauder and set up Beauty Scene, I'd said, went to the Brits and I said, how about I create a full-on spa for you? So you give me six or seven dressing rooms and I'll put on a full-on spa. So we'll have facials, massage, hair, makeup, nails, you name it. But you've actually got a spa, so Mm. they can all be having treatments. And they were like, yes, we absolutely love that idea. So I still do that now, even though I've um, sold my shares in my agency. And it, so this is, I think this is my 12th year or my 11th year wow, doing the Brit Spa. Yeah. And so, yeah, we filled, we filled the massage, we filled facials, hair and makeup. They've gone now. So we just... Already? For February? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing as well as this. I'm like, yes, you can Are you for pass. real? <laughs> Try. I know, but I love the Brits... Because I've been working with them for so long, mm. I love those guys so much. They're such a brilliant team. It's so fun doing it. And because I've been doing it for so long, it's quite easy to... I think when I had my agency and I would give it to the team mm-hmm. and say, right, you, 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 you try and sell the spaces for the spa, see which brands want to... It seemed to be quite hard work, but I think it's because it's easier for me, who's been in the industry for a very long time, knows all, these, knows all the beauty brands, to be yeah. able to talk to them than the younger girls who maybe don't have those mm. contacts. And for them, they were finding it really hard to... So actually, it's not... It, it's time-consuming, but I love it. I absolutely love it. And choosing which brands come backstage as well. You're like, right, this year, we've taken it up a level. God, it's so, a bespoke spa, basically. Yeah, so we, we go for... Like, this year, we've got Laura Mercier doing makeup, um, And we're doing... We've gone up a level, so now I will only have more niche brands so mm-hmm. in the past it had gone a little bit down market where there was more mass brands were mm-hmm. getting involved and then the, the artists just 
aren't as bothered about coming into the spa. So I've taken it back to the idea of when I actually started the, the spa was that it was niche, mm-hmm. no cool brands that celebrities actually want to use. So we've taken it back to that, and we did that last year. We had uh, Joe Malone, uh, Pixie Skincare. We had Laura Mercier and it, Aromatherapy Associates. So the celebrities were swarming around them because they were just loving it. So it's great fun. It's great fun. And I'll be trying to sneak some scamp and do backstage. Anyone who's got kids, and for all the women, I'll be taking the adult sweatshirts. Adele, would you like a sweatshirt? <laughs> or any high-maintenance celebrities, just give them a sleep buddy. Exactly. You need to go into the corner. And go sit into and the have... corner and just sit with your you sleep You're going buddy. for a time out, so you can have your sleep buddy and sleep think about what you've got done. your back. <laughs> yeah. And your room temperature water will be along shortly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you need the, you need to have the wallpaper ready. You need to have like a coral leopard print boot. I'm into the coral. I am doing bedding. You know. I am doing bedding. <gasps> well, because this is another thing I was going to ask you. Surely, Scamp and Dude is going to expand. Demand already is, has been huge, and I see it as homeware. Yeah. Do you? Is that interiors is definitely where I'm going into. The, I've got new um, superheroes coming into the collection, so I'm working on some designs with some new superheroes. The ones that are there now will still remain. It's not. This scampanude won't be seasonal, as in everything that's here now will be gone in a couple of months. Mm. It's not going to be like that. I'm just going to be adding new superheroes to the range, some new prints. Um, there'll be bedding. I'm working on sleepwear. Um, there's all sorts of things in the pipeline that I'm working on, and a baby collection. Because at the moment, it's one till six. By the way, I wanted. A le- I'm obsessed with leopard prints, so I wanted leopard, but I wanted it to be a super powered leopard, a supercharged leopard, and I had a my own bolts created and I thought I want a bolt leopard print so I worked with a print designer and just told her what it was I wanted and worked with her until she created what I wanted and I went that's it that's it that's exactly what I want she was brilliant and then I worked with a really great couple of illustrators I actually commissioned quite a few illustrators to get what I wanted so there's some that I have kind of almost backed up of little superheroes that will be coming in the future. Oh, and there are some that just didn't didn't really work that I've got to absolutely love them for them to be able to yeah. you know, make it in. So some designs I've paid for that won't actually yeah. work, but some of them, yeah, they'll be coming soon. I was listening to a, another podcast the other day, a business podcast, and it was like when you get to a certain point in business, unless, the, unless if someone comes to you and asks you for a yes or no, unless it's a hell yes, mm. it's a no. You can never have a lukewarm yes. Yeah. Do you feel like that? I, t- I feel like intuition is massive. Like I can feel something and I can feel, and with designs as well, I know. And it's got to be, I always judge it as well as if I saw that in a shop, would I, that, that sweatshirt or that t-shirt, would I be like, oh my God, I absolutely have mm. to have that. And I won't put anything out unless I go, oh my God, I would like literally... Do you know what? That's that. it. That is it. That's nailed it for me because when I looked at the website when you first sent out that Facebook link, I went straight to it and and I before I even got to the women's because instinctively and I I could have just gone to them, but I looked at every single thing. Partly because your kids are very cute, <laughs> but um, it is everything is eye catching. Mm. There's no there's no it's all killer no filler. <laughs> yeah, it's really. Um, and so is that that how you make the decision process? You just go if unless I absolutely freaking that's love how it. I do it. That's how for me I I want I want to look at them all because I'm I'm very like that when I go shopping and when I look for kids things I can look at a collection and I instantly go that one and that one they're the ones for mm-hmm. me and that's so that's how I work it. I look at them and if I design something and I think oh yeah that looks cool but would I be literally desperate for it if I saw it in the shop and I think. Mm, I'm, I'm ignoring so mm. no that's gone it's only if I go oh my god I really want that <laughs> so I wanted to create it all that I want that so that when the stock arrived I'd be desperate to put my kids in it mm. and that's what's happened and some of my favorites have actually sold out before I can put my kids in it so they don't have the ones that I was desperate to get them in so I'm like <laughs> you'll get them soon sweet my money order comes but uh and the other thing the other thing I've I'm finding hard as well is I'm being contacted by a lot of uh, retailers to stock and I'm exclusive to liberties at the moment but mm-hmm. it's also knowing when to mm-hmm. branch out because if, at the moment it's f- I'm totally comfortable with just being liberties and my website um, partly because I'm so busy that I don't think I could actually handle having other stockists who yeah. almost become like clients and before you know it I want what I'm planning to do is look at 
um, international mm. distribution for next year. But what I'd really love is just to have one amazing store in those key markets rather than go anyone who asks mm. because I think I you see some people who've just got like a million stockists and you think how are you managing mm. that like that's time consuming and I don't want scamp and do to just run away with me and become this beast that I'd never intended it to become mm. I want to keep it I want to enjoy mm. it and therefore I want to keep it manageable whilst growing it so mm. you know, I <laughs> I'm being very strategic with everything and making sure that I keep it kind of nice. Who's guiding you? Do you have anyone that you go to for advice? Um, for stuff like this? Because, listeners, before we hit record, I sat here and asked Jo for advice because she's one of the people I would go to. So do you have an equivalent? Um, I guess my husband is my, sound, my sounding board. He's, he's in the industry. He works in... Um, experiential in events and marketing and he's the person really that I use as my sounding board for ideas I mean it's funny we have this kind of there's some sides of the business which I just can't bear like when it comes to shipping all the (laughs) shipping and the customs and I just go and he went I'll just do it all for you it's fine like oh my god it's amazing um and then there's other bits where from a creativity point of view like there's some designs where he's gone, oh, I'm not really sure about that. And I've gone, no, no, I know, I know it's right. I can feel that it's right. And then they end up being a bestseller. And I've gone, no, 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 you didn't like that. That's that's amazing. So to have, I always describe certain people as being rooted into the earth. Because if somebody says to you, I don't like that design, but if you really love it, you Mm. will absolutely not waver. And um, who else is like, Sally's like that, Mm. rooted into the earth. You could tell her, if if she thinks that you're not going to, not that she's inflexible, but you know yeah. what I mean. Like, she's very true to herself. That's an awesome quality. Is that something you work on? Is that, have you had to build that up? Like in, I don't know. I think, I, I think I've always been... I've always kind of known, just like with my old PR agency as well, I've kind of been quite good at knowing what brands I wanted to take on, which ones wouldn't have been right. Mm. Which, usually, I, I feel like I know what's right and what's not right. I, I, it's this intuition thing, mm. and I... It can't be, but I feel like I'm more intuitive now than I was before I was poorly. And I'm sure I can't be, but, you know, some people have always asked me, since you've had brain surgery, like, is there anything that's different? And I say, well, I didn't wake up being able to talk French or, you know, speak French or anything weird being to happen. And, but I do feel like the only thing that's slightly different is my intuition. And I don't know whether that's just because of what I've gone through. I've mm. listened to it more or something. But I definitely get this feeling that, when something's not quite right and I listen to it now and I change something or it's Isn't weird interesting? Like, yeah. like almost like your filter's changed yeah there's You're... something's a bit more enhan- enhanced mm. it's like when I, did, we had a, I had a delivery of boxes and the guy was saying you need to sign here you need to sign here because there's um, I'm getting who's getting beeped at by someone behind mm. and I said well I haven't counted the boxes how many boxes are there and I quickly looked and it was 20 and I signed so I signed for it and he sped off I ran in the house, quickly counted the boxes. But my intuition was going, no, 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 no. And um, there were 18 boxes, so I ran back out and he'd gone. I called up the courier company and that's, they've gone. Lost. And I, but I knew, and I should have listened to that and mm. gone, no, I'm not signing this until I've counted them. I didn't listen because he was rushing and there were people beeping and I got a bit stressed. Yeah. Um, but then I thought, oh my God, why didn't I listen to my intuition? Then my stomach was saying, count those boxes and you got a bit stressed because the man was getting a bit cross and there were some people mm. beeping. <laughs> it's so... I had this very conversation the other day with somebody about intuition and how actually we are all... We all know the right things. You know when you, you agree to do something and it's wrong. You yeah. know. Yeah. And you do it anyway or depending on your personality type. I don't know if you've ever seen the film The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yes, I love that film. So in that movie, um, Daniel Craig knows that the guy... I've forgotten all the names now, but he knows that guy is a wrong un. But because he invites him into the house and he offers him a drink, he accepts. And the guy's like, you, you, you think that I've killed people, but rather than offend me mm. and reject my invitation, and then he gets strung up and, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but it is, it is that thing of you didn't want to mm. upset the person who was beeping. Exactly. And then I ended up with two boxes going missing and not having some of the collections. So that was a nightmare. But anyway, I think that's, you never is that wisdom as well, just getting older, do we think? Well, I think this 
I think you have to learn throughout everything you go through, and I've definitely learned a lot through this process. And oh my God, I've learned so much over the last couple of years. I think that might be Tesco's arriving. <laughs> <laughs> Other supermarket brands are available. Yeah. <laughs> we will wait for the bell to go. Um, I wanted to, if somebody was listening and they have a business idea. Are there any nuggets, in your opinion, of wisdom that you could share in terms of how to make it? I know it's not as simple as that, but what would your sort of top three I would say that there has so much thought and planning has to go into it beforehand, as in if you've got your business idea, you have to research it absolutely thoroughly to make sure that it is different. There's nothing else in the market. Where does it sit? Who are your competitors? Look at how they're all working it. Make sure you know exactly where you want to be positioned, where, if it's a brand, where you want to be sold. Like There's so much thinking needs to go into the back, the back end. Mm. Um, make sure you've got a purpose, like why are you creating it? Is it going to make a difference? Is it newsworthy? I think that's something that I people often ask me for advice and I say, would someone want to write about this? So if what you're doing... Do you think if you told a journalist this, that they would go, that is a great story? Mm. Can you see that in your favourite blog you read or your favourite magazine you read? Can you see an article about this in there? Mm. Because if it's not actually that newsworthy and it hasn't really got much a story, then it's probably you're probably not there yet. So some people I speak to and they're telling me about their brand idea, they're nearly there, but they're not quite there. They just need to have that extra little magic Mm. added to it. So sometimes it's just everyone gets impatient when they're trying to create a brand and they want to or a business and they just want to do it but it's waiting till you've actually pulled all the pieces together and Mm. it's been thought through properly that you've created something that's ready Mm. so it's like creating a painting until it's finished you've just got to make sure you've pulled all the right elements together and you've got something that's ready to actually go out there do you think if somebody's motivation is literally just to, well, I know people are really into scented candles, so I'll make them and then I'll make some money, that's destined to just <laughs> fall on its ass. Yeah, because there's got to be a reason for it and there's got to be a story behind it. What's different about your scented candle? Why have you created a scented candle? What's driven you to it? What's there's, You can't just create a scented candle. There's got to be a story behind mm. it. There's a lot of scented candles out there. What's going to make yours stand out? What's mm. different about it? What are the special ingredients? What's the magical story as to why you started creating it? What drove you to create it? There's a million... There's a lot that goes behind it. Pausing for... Well, I'm happy to report that grocery stocks have been replenished. Yeah, it's safely in the, in the building. <laughs> and he was a lovely delivery He's very man. nice, although he has a favourite child. <laughs> <laughs> we have an issue with that. He did backtrack on that, but yeah. yes, it was clear by the look yeah. on his face. Um, so we're drawing towards the end of our time together here today, but I do want to talk to you about this notion of... Where do I start off first? No, we're going to... You want to start off with that oh, one? I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind. Okay, so I've written on a on a bit of a mind map, which have plonked in front of Joe, having it all, because from the outside, from the outside, this is how it looks to me. Ever since I know you, you've been really successful, um, top of your game, married, two beautiful children, um, able to make something, make your idea a reality. And from, from where I'm sitting, my friend, it looks like you're nailing it and that you've got it all. And granted, you went through something freaking hideous, but it looks like you're sort of born under a lucky star. Yeah. Let's discuss. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I would say I definitely, definitely do feel very lucky because I've had a lot of lucky um, things happen, even being poorly. There were situations where if things had been even very slightly different, things would have been very different. If if my blood tumour would have been the other side, it could have, the hemorrhage could have caused me um, issues with my speaking and movement. Um, the surgery could have caused me issues with, um, again, mm. the, the, where it was is a really low traffic area of my brain. So... I had no side effects other than getting over the surgery, which is um, pretty lucky, I would say. Um, I I mean, yeah, I've totally been through some crap, so to speak. Mm. I've definitely been through some crap. I've learned a lot of lessons. I've been very poorly and had... It's been a really hard few years, but I 
I think one of the big things is I've never wallowed in it. I've never sat there and thought, oh, poor me. I've always just gone, I've got to get through this. It's about survival and it's picking yourself up and it's keeping on smiling and being really positive and bulldozing ahead with ideas and pushing yourself and trying to make them happen. Mm. It's definitely nothing's ever come to me. Um, I've taken risks, like setting up beauty scene. I was working at Estee Lauder and Tom Ford at that time and really great job in the industry. And some people, when I said, oh, I think I want to set up an agency, some people going, you're absolutely mad. Why mm. would you leave that job? Yeah. There's loads of agencies. And I just thought, but I want to take a risk and I want to do it. Unless you take the risk, and it's not, not many people will actually take that risk. And I think, yeah, I guess I've got, balls <laughs> do, you think that's the, do you think that's the thing do you think being a risk taker choppers seen, seen the shopping on the floor well <laughs> chopper said. is the cat yeah. um do you think being the risk taker is is a massive part of your success yeah you have you have to be able to, you have to have that and it's a confidence thing as well you've got to have the confidence to be able to take those those risks mm. um <laughs> what if it feels like it's not happening because I think we've all been there where we just you think you've got a great idea and then it just just doesn't get any traction have you ever been there um no because my well the only two I've done is the agency and then Mm. and this and both of them but I put a huge amount of thought into both of them a Mm. huge amount of planning I mean the agency I didn't open I've been working on it for maybe six or seven months planning of planning beforehand and I've been in the industry for 15 years beforehand mm. or some something like that so I never go into something unless I've massively researched it done a huge amount of work a lot of strategic thoughts gone into it beforehand I never just jump into something mm. so I think that's it's it's the work that goes in it beforehand that's massively massively important and going back to the whole thing of saying having it all I've had, kind of had that before with people saying oh you feel got this amazing life you've got it all and and I am very lucky because I have got an amazing husband and mate, two amazing children, and, and, my, and I'm loving doing the business so much. But it's it is really really hard work, and it's mm. like the kids are up in the night. You have they get up at six o'clock in the morning. You know, sometimes they're screaming to get them dressed. You know, it's not all happy days and happy mm. lovely moments, and and then you're exhausted trying to get trying to get everything out and then stock doesn't arrive like it's, di- it's difficult like mm. anyone I don't think anyone has it's not an easy life I don't have a nanny I don't I don't like the thought of having a nanny so I've never had a nanny so my husband and I do everything for the kids ourselves they go Jude goes to nursery and Sunny's at school now but the rest of the time we're really really hands-on and then we've got the business as well so it's full-on but I like a full-on life I wouldn't like mm. to I wouldn't I don't like it when I'm not massively busy like I said when I was recovering I didn't like the fact I was lying there not mm. feeling well I like to be busy and f- I like life to be full-on it's exciting it's so a lazy weekend with lions and just what just no I would up. really like a lion on a lazy <laughs> weekend, but not every day like mm. I you know yes I would love a, a lazy day it would probably be my favorite thing if I could choose anything right now would be to lie on a beach with no children <laughs> just be able to sleep all day that would be incredible but yeah, not not every day. Mm-hmm. I like busy, lively, hectic. Do you always do you somebody who likes to have plans and likes to have a full diary and likes to be thinking about the next thing? Do you ever stop and smell the roses? No, I don't because I am already now my head's on the next um collection that I'm doing, like the next mm-hmm. lot of superheroes that I'm bringing in the next designs, what else I could do, what collaborations I want to be doing, where I want to be taking the bit that I've been trying to put together a bit of a five-year business plan of where I see it going, when mm. I go do the global expansion, what other lines I might bring in, what brands I might to collaborate with, that all this kind of thing. My, my mind is literally buzzing. But that's that's what my mind's like. It's just mm. it's crazy all the time. And I have to try and focus and go, when I pick Sunny up from school, it's time with Sunny. And I have to... I find it quite hard to switch off my brain mm. into stop thinking about work and focus on mm. him and play and enjoy my time with him and then when he's gone to bed out the laptop comes and back to work type thing so, so I think that that's secret, really important the compartmentalizing is, yeah to go I'm working don't think about the kids bang 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 and then when you pick the kids up 
I'm focus, okay. totally dedicated and focused and giving them your attention. And then, and it's, I mean, that sounds, you know, ideal, but there mm. are times when you're going, just, just, do you have to watch Paw Patrol because I've got to get this order out. I've got to get this, <laughs> this person's coming to pick these boxes up in 10 minutes. And that's just, has to be the case and mm. you just have to get on with it and you can't make yourself feel guilty about it because guilt can eat you up so it's just sometimes it's about survival mm. um it what, what i'm really surprised but i'm not surprised by that's the wrong uh, way of describing it i think it's just there's a there's a feeling of real calm around you despite the fact that you've got all this sort of quite frantic stuff going on like new brand yeah busy mum I think I kind of managed... I actually manage stress quite well, I think. Mm-hmm. A kind of just normal level of stress I manage quite well, which is why I wanted to make the point that I didn't want everyone to worry about, mm. you know, stress causing something dreadful. Um, a normal level of stress, I think, is actually quite healthy. Mm. And I, I kind of... Also now, I think, I do have this new thing of, you know, what's going to happen? You know, if the boxes are late, they're late. I'm a little mm. bit more chilled about that than I would have been, maybe, because now I think... God, life's too short. Come mm. on, <laughs> be a bit more realistic yeah. about it. Less, less highly strung. I think when you've been through what you've been through, yeah, there are certain things that are just are just not going to affect yeah. you anymore. Something yeah. being late, you're just going to be like, it's not the end. Of you'll the get it in the end. So exactly. Don't yeah. get too upset. Totally. Um, we we're talking about as well your work ethic and the fact that um, nothing's ever been handed to you. Like the businesses that you've made, that you've made a huge success out of are your ideas that you have nurtured to be great, profitable, you know, all of those things. Mm. Um, have you mentored? Do you mentor people? I think we touched on this earlier and we didn't go down that path. Yeah, there's um, a couple of people I'm mentoring at the moment and there's also, there's a group called Mother's Meeting and they have asked me to go and talk at some of, they do these business clubs where they mentor women who are, are mums that are starting new businesses. So... I'm going and talking at a few of those next month. Because, um, yeah, I love to help people who are feeling a little bit kind of lost or mm. want that extra push to get to where they want to be. And I've always been, I think with my old business, I was always very nurturing to staff and, you know, a huge, huge amount of girls that used to work, have worked for me has become really good friends. Mm, yeah. So, it's, uh, so, yeah, I love, I love to help people and kind of share the knowledge. Do you see yourself as a mentor then? Uh, I never really thought of that. I never really thought of it. I mean, and also, it's a few people have asked me lately if that if I can be their mentor, and I'm kind of like, oh my god, I'm so busy, I'm so stressed, but I hate saying no to people. So I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Can I? Can we do it in maybe a month's time when I'm just not quite as busy? Is it a bit too official? Would you rather they said, can we go for a cup of coffee? Yeah, like, saying, just, can exactly. I still be my mentor? Like, yeah, can exactly. I really be my boyfriend? How, yeah. How how much <laughs> how much time do I have to give you every week? Let me just see if I can do that. Is that kind of thing? But yeah, a coffee and a a chat that I'm always up for. Yeah. Um, and just, I guess, to finish, although I could talk to you for hours about everything, um, tell us briefly what, how far in the future you can tell us about what's happening with the brand. I know that you have a few things coming that you've talked about, but... Yeah, so next year I'm going to be looking at global markets that I want to go into and which, which um, stores would be my ideal choices. So that's one of the big things for next year and also the new collection. So like I said, baby wear. I've got an exciting collaboration that we might be doing. I'm not going to talk about it because it's very early stages, mm. but I've been approached by a brand already, which we've not even been open a week yet. So wow. that's kind of cool. That is incredible. Um, that would be really fun to do. And uh, I think that's enough at the mm. moment because I've got baby, I've got bedding, I've got more interiors ideas I'm working on. There's a new superhero, so new like summer collection that will be coming out. And then we've also got our Brit Spa, which is a little bit of a sideline. There's a lot going on. Well, that'd so. be quite nice in February because that's kind of your comfortable pillow yeah. project, isn't yeah. it? Like, yours, like I know that you work with some great people you've worked with for a long time there. So will that be like going back into like the old beauty, oh, yeah, I love it. beauty hug? Yeah, exactly. And like I said, I'm going to definitely be taking some scamp and do backstage to do mm. a bit of seeding as well. So Will you be having a massage and a facial? I never get a massage or a facial. No, I'm always the one running around, running in and out of dressing rooms, trying to get the artist to come into the spa for the brands and making sure the brands are all happy. It's that kind of... Or sneaking backstage to watch the performances. And I love that when it's when they're doing their rehearsals and it's a completely 
dark set, there's hardly anyone in there, and I sneak and sit there and just watch it and get butterflies in my tummy thinking, oh my god, I'm just watching whoever it is, like just Pharrell one time, just I'm watching him just play, and this is just very cool. <laughs> it's insane, it's insane. It's such a wonderful vantage point to yeah. be able to sort of see the whole, the mechanics of things. I remember the first Love time it. I went backstage at an awards ceremony and just being like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. This is really... <laughs> This is how it works. Yeah, mm, it's kind it's of fun. bonkers. Well, I'm so excited for Scump and Dude and for the many other things that I'm sure are going to come out of your incredible brain. But thank you for joining me on the show. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a good time. As mentioned, all of the links to Joe and to Scamp and Dude will be in the show notes. I also just wanted to let you know that the Beauty Podcast with Emma G has been nominated for a UK Blog Award 2017. I am chuffed to pieces. So uh, all of my social media channels are going to be peppered with links for how you can vote. And if you are enjoying the show, I would absolutely love it if you would click the link and say so. See you next time.